The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is a Wednesday. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. It's a good costume, Mick. Thank you. I thought I'd dress up for Halloween. What are you going as? It's going as a an old a, sports writer. Yeah, pool Italian shark. Italian lounge singer. A pool shark. Can't yeah. you tell? He's it's Paul Newman in Paul the color Newman, of money. Color money. Had to had to uh, <laughs> had to dress up facts. for uh, the legend show tonight with Drew Pearson. There you go. Okay. That'd be some stories. What do you there. think? It's because you got the collar. On the outside of the vest. Well, it's not. It's not like buttons, so it's not staying. Dun, 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 dun. There was a Halloween in in. I think I've told the story about covering the game at LSU. Ole Miss was playing. Ole Miss LSU, LSU tradition at LSU on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the day before. You the didn't day do. The, after. You didn't do that fifty nine game, did you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, this close. would have been eighty two, maybe. Mickey, that was my freshman year at LSU. Eighty three. Was it a home game? Was it home it game. 80, yeah, 82? Ken Austin and those guys. Yeah, and Ole Miss like fumbled the first two kickoffs. Absolutely, and you guys returned did. them for touchdowns. We the sure did. Game was over, and the yeah. place was just coming apart at the seams. It was. Anyway, we covered the game and we got back to Jackson. It's a three hour <laughs> drive, and somebody was having a Halloween party, and we walked in, and they go. Uh, what did you guys come as? Yeah. We go drunk sports writers. Drunk sports we writers drank all the way back on the drive. <laughs> oh, that's, that's when sports. Safe. That's when sports writing was fun. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you. You know, guys sitting there. You know, after cigarette the, in the press yeah, box. Cigarette in the press box. You get a. Well, we get beer in the press box C- after the game, cigars. right? Cigars. Yeah. The guy in Nebraska. It was Lincoln paper, and he uh, Virgil Parker, who his name was. And he would smoke a cigar in the press box. And when Nebraska had the ball, he lit the cigar. When Nebraska didn't have the ball, he put it out. Mm. And it's like, okay, I don't know what kind of you know situation yeah. we're in here. It was the loudest, most Homer press box I think I've ever been in. The mm. cheering was unbelievable. I've been in a few of those. I've been a few of those. That is extremely frowned upon in the NFL, but it happens. Yeah, it, it was it, frowned it, upon uh, in college, it, except at Nebraska. It happens. Now I'm sure I'll get people from Nebraska. It happens. Getting mad. At Don't me. worry, but they've only won a couple games this year. That's yeah, right. They're kind of struggling. Love well, me some Nebraska Cornhusker football. <clears throat> but again, do be, you can't been oh, yeah. be, been beaten by them twice in bowl games. Missed them in the Big Twelve. That was good. Yeah, they were in the Big Twelve. I'll miss. I'll mention it twice in a row that uh, Missouri ruined their season in '78. There you go. Mm, beat them in the last play, last game of the season, and they had to play Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl and got beat. Well, that make you feel better about last Saturday then? Yeah, but that was a different story. Still bitter. Different, okay, different day. We're let's moving. hope Tennessee didn't ruin your. <laughs> Still too soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's move on. Let's talk some Cowboys. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones, by the way. You haven't noticed. Joined by Brian Broaddus and Mickey Spagnola, as always. That's Kent Garrison next door producing. It is a Wednesday. But it's a Tuesday at the Star in Frisco for the Cowboys. They are due back. The players are from their bye week. They won't practice until tomorrow leading up to the Monday night games. So everything's pushed back a day. 
God, it seems like we've been off for three weeks. Doesn't it? Feels like it. It, it does. Or they yeah. seem like it. We've been working. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, as far as covering this team, you know, you kind of, you kind of, the way you do your, your, you know, you get ready for the game, you have your little order that you do things. And now I'm feeling like, okay, do I have to split this for two days? Is this, you know? Yeah. I mean, trust me, we're going to have that conversation. Well, let's just hold this over until Sunday. You know, that oh, kind of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. We've already been doing it. We're yeah. How do we get to <laughs> How, locker room yeah. Thursday? Yeah. You yeah. know? How do you get to locker room Thursday? Yeah. No, nothing today. There is locker room oh. Wednesday today, this afternoon. That's what I thought. Yeah. So we'll talk to some players. We'll see what their thoughts are coming out of the bye week. And, uh, you know, some things have happened, obviously. Amari Cooper's here. Yeah. Paul Alexander is not here. True. Mark Colombo is the new offensive line coach. And uh, I thought we, you know, we could get into Tennessee a little bit here. Sure. Uh, start on them at some point in the show. Be happy to do that for you. Talk a little Titans for the Monday night matchup. Uh, at AT&T Stadium coming up. You guys can call us, 888-855-2297 is the number, and check in. I thought we could start, though, with the trade deadline yesterday. We know what the Cowboys did last week, and some there's been some movement in the NFC East. Yeah, a lot of teams seeing that they have a chance, huh? Yeah. I want to get y'all's thoughts on what you saw within the division, and, you know, uh, there's a couple receivers traded in the league, a couple veteran receivers traded. Your thoughts on... The deals made for Golden Tate to Philly and Demarius Thomas to the Texans. I thought that the Tate deal, I mean, that's just kind of a rental player, right? Yeah. 30 years yeah. old. Uh, free last agent. year of his contract. Right. He'll be a free agent next year. So um, Detroit wasn't going to keep him. And it was like, okay, well, let's get something for him. And what did they get? Like a third, third. round third round pick? Yeah. So they got something for him and – um, you know, and then I guess you could look back and say, well, if he, you know, does well, we get a compensatory pick in 2020. Right. So, yeah, okay, fine. You know, rental player, Demarius Thomas, to me, another guy going to be 31 years old uh, in his in his ninth season. So they're, they're – and he's got a – Kind of similar what, to $14 Des. million. Dollar, yeah. A similar career path, not not – Maybe personality. The numbers have been great every year, and then the last year, and now this year. and They both signed their deals quarterback same time. 15, about the same time. Yeah, quarterback Quarterback play play. has been really bad for them. Yeah, and so, you know, I think he's probably still got something. uh, Fourth round pick. For the Texans, yeah. That they gave up a fourth round. No, I meant I think he still has something. Yeah, like He can can probably still play and help him, and they just lost Corey Fuller, right? They did. Knee knee injury. Knee injury. And they were, other than Hopkins, they were kind of – down, down on receivers, yeah. At wide receivers, so you can see that. And, you know, Washington, what ha-ha Clinton Dix to me is they they traded for a name. I don't know how great a player he is. Safety yeah. gave up a fourth rounder yeah. to Green Bay. And he's another go. one. He's going to be an un, unrestricted free agent next year. So right. you're renting the guy for eight weeks, nine Very weeks. Very baseball-like, mm-hmm. some of these trades. Yeah, and exactly. Cause I, and, and what used to irritate, except in baseball, they do it when – they don't think they're going anywhere. Right. And they unload guys. And then you, it's like, well, now what do you do next year? Because you got to replace them. Yeah. But with this, they probably weren't re-signing him. And I don't know, their defense and all that great anyway. Yeah. I think the thing that – I think the thing that uh, – what I kind of took away from that is what I just said when we opened this segment here is that these teams are all looking at this as this division's wide open. You know, they're, they're looking at, okay, can I add one or two players here or there to maybe win this division? You know, obviously, 
the Eagles feel like that they need to have more of a, a presence catching the football than what they have right now. You know, they've got uh, – I mean, Golden Tate's a nice player. He really is. I mean, he, he there's, I think he'll help them. I think he'll help them more than what Thomas will probably help Houston. I think Thomas is more at the end. But Tate, that's a legitimate player there. And it was – you're right, Mickey. It's it, Right now it's a rental is what it is. The Eagles probably looking at this as they're going to get a couple of compensatory picks. They're planning on a couple of different guys that they lost that they're able to probably pull back a three or four and so they're 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 looking at that deal that way. I think the Cowboys are unique in the way is they need help, but they're looking at their deal more long term. They're looking at their guy as saying, okay, you know, and obviously by giving up a first round pick, you're thinking about more long term than you are just, you know, eight or nine weeks. So you know that's the difference. But but the people within the division, you know, the Giants were sellers, and you know they feel like that you know they're they're right now trying to figure out if they're going to need to bench Eli Manning. So you got to take them out of the out of the mix, but the other three teams feel like that they've got a legitimate chance to win this division, and they just want to make sure that they, if they can add a piece or two along the way, uh, to ensure that, then that's exactly what they had to do. So the, yeah, the Giants traded away Snacks Harrison to Detroit and Eli Apple to the Saints, both teams that are trying to stay in the mix. Obviously, the Saints are doing very well, uh, and I brought up those two receivers first because. Right. Third round pick for Golden Tate, fourth round pick for Demarius Thomas. Some reaction is that, oh, maybe the Cowboys overpaid, you know, first round pick. You guys though are saying, okay, it's a rental for Golden Tate. He probably won't be resigned there. And Mickey mentioned the age of both of those guys. I think that's the bigger concern I would have. You know, these are guys in their thirties now. Yeah. And Cooper, we talked about it last week and this week, twenty four years old. I think the Cowboys look at him essentially. I asked Stephen Jones this last week. He's essentially their first round pick. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is because age wise, if you went and drafted a twenty one year old wide receiver, okay, three years difference. Yeah. And this guy has proven he can play in the league. There's not a projection made. This guy can no. play. Yeah. So that's and the they difference. get a and they get a season and a half interview yeah. of him to determine if they want to sign them to an extension now our long term now but your hope is you're going your hope to. is yeah. you really like what you see this year and then sure. you can do it next year and and lower the cap hit that's 14 million dollars the only the only downside to this and and Nebby brought it up a while back and we you know I don't know if we really addressed it but if you're in fact looking at a quarterback and then that pick that you were going to make or potentially make or could have made would have been a quarterback or a quarterbacks at that spot. Yep. But that that's the only that's the one downside I would see if you were if if yeah and if you were looking at your quarterback spot. Don't you think they consider that? And I think what they're telling you by using the first round pick is Dak Prescott's going to be here. Yeah, next that's year. that's what they're that's it clearly. But that I mean if I was looking at it from the outside, I would say okay, if you evaluate your quarterback and. Okay, we're going to go with him another year. You know, okay, I see it, but it, but that that's the only the only real downside that I have with this whole thing is, you know, I, I again I applaud the the general manager for trying to do something. I, I don't I I'm I'm always trying to make my team better. That's the whole plan. I mean, what what how can I make my team better? Oh, I can do this. I can do you know, give me options, give me opportunity, give me uh, the ability to evaluate and. And to add players along the way, I, I I just don't I just don't see real downside to this other than what I just said. You know, and, and I thought Nebby brought up a great point. If in fact you were in the quarterback market, 
or you were thinking about making a pick for a quarterback, you know, you potentially could have used that for, a, and, then, and that might be really one of the only positions that you would, you know, feel badly about. Everything else you could kind of say, okay, I could find me a tight end. Okay, I could find a, a defensive tackle. Okay, I could find me, a, you know, an offensive lineman. Oh, I can find me a safety. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else, those quarterbacks come at a premium price. The history says if you don't draft one in the first round, you're not going to get one. Yeah. yeah. Dak has turned out to be a productive guy for the most part, you know, as a fourth round draft pick. That's rare. That's really rare. No, it is very rare. But I I just don't, you know, I think you have to look at this, you know, like I say, uh, you know, there's going to come a time where to me. And if it and if it gets this and I'm not because I'm I'm willing to, to see this thing out till the end. But there's going to be – it could very well be a more important thing you have to think about, uh, the coaching. You know, that's what you have to think. And I'm, and I'm not – I'm just bringing that up. People are making a big deal about not having a first-round pick. I think the decision you're making on your coach, whether you keep him or not, is going to be a bigger decision whether you have a first-round pick or not, me personally. I think that's a, I think that's a more important decision than a first-round player in my, in my book. But, I, again, I'm, 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 I'm one of these guys that, hey, let's see this thing through. You know, hopefully uh, everything pulls together. The moves they made with the coaching change at offensive line and then also the help at wide receiver. And hopefully your defense can continue to play well. You're about to be really tested here, you know, in the coming weeks. If they can continue on the, the, with the path they're going, I think they're in good shape. But again, at the end of the season, you know, I think there's even a bigger decision. But, but let's see when we get there. And I would not, they've done this before and it was a mistake tying moves into the head coach and I, I don't believe that's what they're doing there's this idea out there that no, they're they doing they this win. to to save jason witten i can think back Gary. to uh yeah sorry uh, he'll be doing the game monday night 2008 i believe it was the head coach wanted a hybrid stand-up linebacker that could be a pass rusher uh, Williams, Jason Williams, their third round pick in yeah. 2009. But it was their first pick. Yeah, because they traded back twice. Right. Yeah. It was 2009. Yeah. Right. That's what Wade Phillips and wanted. That's him. what Wade wanted. And then right. all of a sudden, Wade's gone. And now you got a bad player. He just left you with a bad player. Yeah. He was right? like a combine. He wasn't even a combine guy. He was like a workout yeah. warrior type guy. You know, same thing. It wasn't really the head coach but it was the position coach defensive coordinator in 2000 or 1994 just had to have a defensive end and they draft Shantae Carver right right and that doesn't work out Boy, and then was... a year later you know or two yeah. years later the that guy's gone yeah uh so you got to be careful thinking oh I made this move for the head coach yeah. you better make the move for your team and yeah. worry about the coaching part later because yeah. everybody. No, that's well not said. Guaranteed. That's well said. I, you know, I, I like I said, let's let's give this, let's give this, let it play out. But you've at least given yourself a chance to see some things. Mm-hmm. You know, you've given yourself a chance to say, okay, can Mark Colombo turn things around with this offensive line that hasn't played at the level that we're used to seeing him play? You know, and can can this wide receiver make a big enough difference? with a group that we thought they went in as a committee. Now they said, okay, we don't need a committee. We need somebody to come up and make some plays along with Cole Beasley and along with Michael Gallup and those guys. But isn't the offensive line the biggest issue? Without a doubt. Because with this, they didn't give up anything in the receiving core to no. make this make this move for Cooper, right? right? No. And they actually, when they played well, 
the offensive line, they won games. Yeah, that's when true. When they didn't play well, they lost. Right. As opposed to making the change with the offensive line coach, you lost something. He's gone. Right. Now you got something new in there. But none of this is going to work unless that offensive line consistently yeah. plays better. He's he's absolutely right. That that's the that's the one thing that I look back in the first through the first eight weeks that I felt like that I missed. I, f- I felt like I missed, evaluated really what this offensive line was all about. I was a little worried about Joe Looney. He's the least of my worries right now. You know, I just I, I, I didn't see the lack of consistency with this group. And, and it's not just on the road. I mean, they're giving up hits and sacks at home, too. Just not as much. Not as much. Not I as mean, much. But there's still, there's still times you watch and you're thinking, oh, thank God Dak Prescott spun out of that one. You're oh, right. Thank God he, oh, Ezekiel, oh, thank God he made that, you know, he made that cut. You know, I, I, that's where I, I focus too much on other things other than this offensive line. And that, and that was probably that was something that, that, that I should have focused on more coming out of camp. Okay, hey, this, you know, you wanted to believe that, that Lyle Collins was on his way up. And, and in the season, I he was one of your better offensive linemen. You know, I yeah. wanted to believe that Connor Williams, I had an idea that Connor Williams would struggle a little bit, but I didn't see Tyron Smith a healthy, I didn't see a healthy Tyron Smith. Now, I think injury has robbed him of some of his flexibility. I think that he doesn't bend as well as he once did. Still, you know, 29 other teams, 30 other teams would love to have Tyron Smith playing tackle for them, you know, even at his current state. But I, I just, I, I felt like that I missed the evaluation on that. Because that's, I, I think that's the reason. I think that's the, I think that's the biggest reason this team is three and four. Oh, I've, no question, man. I picked them to. I thought they would be a playoff team after I saw the Connor Williams pick. Honestly, because yeah. I thought, okay, this is a second. They solidified that position. Yeah, they're spending a, another high draft pick on a guy, and you've got all pros elsewhere. Travis yeah. Frederick, we right. didn't know about his his right. situation back then, and uh, and it's just not it hasn't been the same well, group. But I will say this, Brian, the, the Jacksonville game. That's what just just puzzles me so much is that I I felt like the protection in that game was pretty good yeah. against what was thought to be a really good front. Maybe Mickey's right. Maybe that team is a fraud. Maybe that's a defensive fraud. That was my Super Bowl team. But it's it's the same guys that almost had a historic season defensively. Sure, last they year. did. It's the same personnel. It's the same offensive line that's blocked well over the years. Have they won since? No, they haven't. They lost last week to Philly. Yeah, right? they're owing, they've lost four straight games. Wow. Okay. So that's that's the problem. But I, I just I don't know. I I just you know, and I could see you know, I, and I'm not I'm not washing my hands of the quarterback play either. But I think the quarterback is directly affected by the offensive line, you know, and I think the quarterback is also affected by the receivers, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure he put he, this all on the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to say that Dak has faults. Absolutely, I am. You know, I'm not going to sit there and act like that. You know, put my head in the sand and not not be the case. But this offensive line is really the, the one thing that I felt like that they can hang their hat on. They just haven't been able to do that. You know, it, and even in the two last two home games that they won, he, he got sacked six times, three in each. Yeah. So, like, it's better than five sure. in Seattle. But he's They're still, moving the ball here at least. Yeah. They are. He's still getting hit too many times. Yeah. The bottom line. Now, I don't know if, you know, the coaching change is going to make a difference. Um, they're, they're certainly hoping on it, and they're certainly banking on it that you couldn't keep going the way they were because, as Brian said, 
you know, if it was Joe Looney, okay, I understand. Yeah, right. It really wasn't. If if it was just Connor Williams, I'd understand. But it's been almost across the board. Yeah, it has. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll take your phone calls, 888-855-2297, next on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months renews monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply a man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to talking Cowboys. In football, often the quickest plays mixed with some good old-fashioned ingenuity are the key to winning. Kind of like Tommy John's horizontal quick draw fly. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about that quick draw fly. Oh, there it helps we go. You in a lot of different places, including Halloween costumes, <laughs> snow skiing, the airplane, airplane, bungee jumping, snow skiing. Yeah, yeah. And if you just happen to have to go into one of those uh, porta potties, hmm. it helps quite a bit. Yeah. Is that it's right? the most, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's the most intuitive, simple, and speedy feature that other underwear brands just don't have. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear. Cowboys don't wear anything else at TommyJohn.com yeah. <laughs> forward slash Cowboys. It's not, thank you, Mick. It's, it's like watching an American Cup boat race, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when you've gone off from off the cuff to try to get back on the road with the yeah, liner. It's yeah. not exactly seamless. It was, it's, it's not perfect. No, no it works. Good. That was good. I had a guy. The message a, gets, gets yeah, sent. Sure. I had a guy at the uh, the Cowboy Pro Shop come up to me. He goes, hey, didn't want to say anything. I want to talk about the team. He says, I, I, I got some of that Tommy John underwear. You know, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, good. Good for you. You Thanks, know, man. as I'm looking through. <laughs> I'm looking through clothes myself. Talking, talking underwear. Talking underwear. But no, good. Hey, but thank you. Should go out. Men and women, too. By yes. The way. They have yes. Both. Go get it. Fantastic. Take it on every road trip I do. Yes, All right. Do. Kent, who we got up first on the phone lines today on Talking Cowboys? Hello. You guys got me. Yes, we got you. Got go our ahead. friend in L.A., uh, David, I believe. David in L.A. What's up, man? Good morning, man. This is Dave from Altadena near L.A. Altadena. Hey, the Amari Cooper trade. All right. Okay. It's just like when we moved up for Claiborne or we got Travis Frederick. It's, you got to trust your people to have vetted and 
figure it out, your best value for your first-round pick. So I'll go with it. Even if it doesn't work out, I think it's a good good investment. It's just the way it goes in the draft. Um, I think it could help Beasley and Gallup uh, perform better. Um, I am perplexed as to why we hired Paul Alexander. I don't understand what happened. We had something that wasn't broken, but we tinkered with it. And I don't know why the previous coach left. Maybe you can shed some light on that, but it seems like if it took more dollars to keep him there than do it, we had something good going. Um, Last thing is, where are we at an advantage over Tennessee? And where are we, where do we not match up well versus Tennessee? Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for the call, David. Maybe we'll save that Tennessee last segment. Um, Frank Pollock was not retained. No, they the fired him. They yeah. fired him. They, they, you know, I, you know, they, you look at what happened with. Let's be honest. How many coaches they replaced on the offense? How many guys? Who all stayed? You know, Gary Brown stayed. The OC stayed. Who else stayed? Anybody else? Nobody. Right. I think it's is it eight or nine yeah. assistant coaching changes? Yeah. Well, there was a bunch. Yeah. So season? so yeah. let's let's say let's look at the situation here. You know. That it might be, you know, you with coaching changes, you get guys that that don't get along. They don't, you know, they don't like philosophy. They don't like, you know, they, you know, they don't like the fact that you're saying, well, we should do this and we should do this and we should do this. It happened to me. Fought Bill Parcells too much. You know, should have just kept my damn mouth shut. You know, and sometimes you you keep fighting, you keep fighting, and as Jerry Jones will say, you got bit by the dog. And you know, if you look at the you know, the OC stayed. And a lot of other guys got shown the door. Vince, uh, Vince Dooley, uh, Derek Dooley went off for a job, you know, to be an OC. He, that's what he wanted to do. So, you know, with coaches, you know, they, they, have, their, they have their disagreements. They have their philosophy questions that they, they, they feel like that, you know, I'm right on this and you're not right and this and that and the other. And you butt heads and you finally just say, okay, enough of you, you know. And that's, 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 that's reality. That's life. You know, you, you fight somebody and piss somebody off enough, make them mad, they'll get rid of you. They'll find a way to get rid of you. And in Pollock's case, the O-line coach last year yeah. who replaced Bill Callahan. What money? No, it was performance-related. Uh, if you look at it, I mean, I'm, I pointed the stat out yesterday. That's, tw- yeah. 22 of 32 sacks that Dak Prescott took was in those final eight games, and that Atlanta game was a complete – utter disaster Mm -hmm. it's the reason Connor Williams is here a big reason he was drafted in the second round and Frank Pollock lost his job in large part because of that I'm sure yeah Yeah. and uh and you know he was a Bill Callahan disciple and they have gone away from that philosophy a little bit because you know they brought in Paul Alexander with his own ideas and Paul Alexander and my thinking and and you, you could probably ask Jason Garrett this Paul Alexander, very highly respected around the league. You know, been in Cincinnati for 24 years. They never fire any coaches at Cincinnati. You know, he was there. He worked under the great Jim McNally, who was a really good line coach back in the day. You know, kind of the Hudson Hawk of that time. You know, but you, you, you know, you, he, he's also, you know, you, you hire these coaches because also because of recommendations, you know. Like somebody like his brother, John, worked with this guy at Cincinnati. Hey, what do you think about Paul Alexander there, bro? Oh, you know, really good teacher, technique guy, you know. And you don't, you don't, every time they ever, they, hey, we 
Amari Cooper, we talked the we talked to Saban, we talked to them, we talked, you know, you look at you look at all these guys. You know, you look at anybody that's ever brought in, it's always you talk to a guy. Jack Del Rio was consulted about Amari Cooper. Exactly. So said, exactly. Yeah. You don't just make decisions on your own. That's what Bill Jones said yesterday. These these ADs that have committees to help them hire a coach. You shouldn't be an AD if you can't hire a damn coach. You gotta be able to ask your own questions and figure out your own things. Mm-hmm. But we always hire people on a recommendation. Do it in every walk of life. Every day in walk of life. And you, you have do. to you have to rely on some of that, right? I mean It depends on who it, you're asking. It depends on who you're putting together. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I can remember when after the seventy seven season, Missouri fires Alan Frio. Oh, we're yeah. still bitter. And the A D was leaving too. Yeah. So they don't have an A D to find a new head coach. Who ended up hiring the coach? So they ended up getting this a committee. committee. Yeah. But it was a committee and, and the committee was head bu- headed by the dean of the law school. Yeah. Hmm. And then there was these other deans and teachers and you know and, No and, Dean and, Blandino. And and and, and, and the <laughs> uh the chancellor, the new chancellor yeah. coming in. Yeah. And it's like what are you doing? Yeah. You know, that's why hire, you guys aren't a football school. Hire somebody, hire good somebody. School. Good great journalism school. Yeah, and I learned that real quickly, too. Uh, Idiots. Hire somebody that knows how to hire a coach. I, I'm with you, Mickey. Don't hire the coach and then go tell the I, AD, here's your coach. I'm totally with you on this. I, I, I you know, I, I would love, you know, the opportunity to sit down and visit with somebody and talk about a job, you know. I think that's a that's a that's a skill. Not not only just football; it's in life. Sure, you ought to be able to interview people, get to know, understand, make your own decision. Don't rely on me to tell you, "Hey, hire that Rob Phillips. He's a good guy." And then you get, and then you go that's in there. Just a terrible, and then you're a terrible worker. Crappy, yeah. good guy, bad worker. And then all of a sudden, that guy Mickey's looking at me like, "Why the hell did you tell me to hire this guy? Fire this guy!" Please. And then you stop. You know what? Then you stop listening. Mickey will say, "You know what, Broadus? You don't know what the hell you're talking about." They brought in John Cooper. Was yeah. at Tulsa yeah. before he went and was Ohio successful State. at Ohio, Arizona State. Arizona State and then and Ohio, Ohio State. State. Are we yeah. still on Missouri here? And the yeah. female okay. chancellor asks him during the interview what his favorite offensive play is. Huh. He walked out, I was told, and basically told somebody, I will never take this job even if they offer it to yeah. me. And then he goes from Tulsa and becomes... He's now scouted Cincinnati Bengals, by the way. A, a, a very good head coach at yeah. Arizona State and parlays that into Ohio State. I sure did. So, See, that's... But the whole Paul Alexander thing, I know we went once again. No, we, were, we were sailing. We, Mark, we were all over the place. America's Cup yacht racing there going on. Went back, been back 40 years. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, though, that, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. But that that's a bad fit. That's a bad fit. And you probably are thinking... Why would you mess with a group that has had some success? And, and you're right. Mickey's been documenting this. The last eight games, you just said it. The last eight games last year, they were awful. They were awful. You know, and they had to do something about it. And and, and Frank Pollock, he's the one that they kicked him to the curb because of it. He probably had. It's like they kicked Paul Alexander to the curb. Well, and Paul Alexander had the most experience by far, probably, of anybody they could have hired that yeah. was available in January. Old dog, new tricks. Yeah, I mean, Mark Colombo, though, you mentioned this earlier in the week, he was a, a serious candidate for the job in January. That, I, I don't mean, think that's Garrett could have had that many Kellen Moores, uh, you know. First time yeah, assistant. Yeah, a special teams coach. You know, how many guys is he going to say, oh, well, I'm just going to name all the, you know. Yeah. He probably looked at it and said, man, I better get some guys with an experience here. 
and maybe, so and maybe somebody sold him a bad bill of goods sure. on Paul Alexander. Okay, yeah, and, and maybe I know you don't want me to say that, man. No. It's cringeworthy, but it's true. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm just trying to think back to what we were told and what we heard back in January, and it was, you know, he'd been there, like you said, 25 years. He had experience with a lot of different personnel, obviously, during yeah. that span. Different schemes. He's, he kind of adjusted around different personnel, zone. Yeah. Man, power, yeah, power. power yeah. So, I mean, maybe they thought he could be more flexible. And maybe he wasn't. I, I'm just speculating. But the, obviously they felt like, it, indeed, it was a bad fit. No question about I it. I just look at what's happening, what hap, what's happening with Lyle Collins, and that's all I need to know. And I understand what's going on. I do understand what's going on with Tyron Smith. I really do. I think I do. He is not the same player because of his flexibility. He doesn't bend as well as he once did. Yeah. And that's something that, unfortunately, but he's fought through. His, he's fought through shoulders and neck and back and all that stuff to play the way, you know, the way he has. And he's not terrible every time. I'm not going to act like that's the problem every time. But I'm just saying, though, if you're telling me that Lyle Collins has gotten worse, why? Why has he gotten worse? And I've had, I've had people that I respect and players tell me they're like, the guy that struggled the most with the coaching change was going to be Lyle Collins. The, the, one player told me, he goes, he's screwed. He, you know, it's true. He, he just changed positions. Because he just changed positions, and now he's having to learn all this over again. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he's learning. And we saw how bad his hands were in camp. You know, he's trying to do what Paul Alexander's telling him to do. And you know, he, he, yeah, he's a mauler. And, he's he, just and, a, he finally, and he finally got through last year with – the left hand, right hand punch thing. Yes. And now you give him something else. Yes. Because he was left handed. Yeah. And credit Nate Newton for seeing yeah. that. Yeah. And he's used to punching with his left hand. Right. He's got to punch with his right hand. Right. And right tackle. Because he's got to keep his hand. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there, there's, and it seems like there is too much thinking going on. Sure. On that often, and that I don't know if that's hurting Tyron Smith, like slowing him down. Uh, and again, the other thing is, boy, if you had Travis Frederick next to your rookie guard, I think that helps. That's out a what lot. you're counting on, right? He's gonna he's gonna nurse that guy through his yeah, rookie season. But, you now, know, Joe Looney, that's, that's, what, I'm saying. Joe. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He can take care of himself, but I don't know how well he takes care of the guy. And maybe Tyron Smith doing the same thing with the guard. How many different guys has Tyron Smith had to play next to? A lot in the last. I mean, couple he's years. the one guy that's had to play against. Throw them all in there. He had he started off last year playing against with Chaz Green. Remember Chaz Green? It's uh, yeah. Let's start. Remember he yeah. was the starter till yeah. he got hurt, and then Jonathan Cooper. Jonathan Cooper jumped in there. Before Byron that. Bell. I mean, how many guys have had played that position next to him? Ron Leary. Ron Leary. You know, as great Lyle as Kyle Collins. Yeah, as great as Tyron <laughs> Smith has been, he's probably had the most turnover next to him. Because they haven't figured it out. And you're right. I thought I, I I'm I'm still bullish on on uh, Connor Williams. I think Connor Williams is going to be just fine. You know, I think and, they, and Joe Looney to me has is there is there is he perfect as coach? No, he's not. But you know what? Joe Looney hasn't been killing you in these games. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, is he second level block and all that? No, but is he? But is he just totally? I mean, it, no, I'm with you guys. It's not one or two the, areas where they, yeah. when they've struggled. It hasn't been just one or two spots. I wonder at the end of the year when we all sit down and evaluate and someone comes out and says, you know what? The loss of Travis Frederick was the worst thing that happened to this offensive line. I wonder if someone is going to come out and say, you know, Travis Frederick not being in the middle of that offensive line hurt this, hurt them 
it took them completely out of their game. Could be. Could be. And, you know, the key thing on that is going forward, they got to make a decision, too. Is he? God is, willing, he can get healthy. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just hope from his own that's well-being. Number one. That's yeah. number one. We always say that, but if you want to just be selfish, football fan, you know, which we all are, God, you need him back. Yeah. God, you just hope that he can regain his health, his strength, and be in there and, and play 5,000 straight snaps again. You know, that's what you took out of there. You took a guy out of there. It played. Never missed a snap. Never missed a, a snap. Rock. You never rock. had to do without him. Yeah. You and know? you know, and the miracle thing of the whole deal is they really haven't had like fumbled snaps or, you know, shotgun over the head. Joe Lynn will snap it high every once in a while. He will. He, and we saw that <laughs> in training, training camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. But they haven't had a disaster yeah. that Tony That's... Romo had to run 40 yards to gain two yeah. because the snap went over his head. All right, let's take our final break. Sound really negative here, don't we today? Me, no, me, no, I think me, we're just pointing. No, we're just pointing it out. I, I think there's, you know, sometimes there's got to be some balance, and, and and I think too many times on talk radio it ends up being complaining radio. Yeah, you know, and they never talk about anything that's working well. Yeah. it's always let's complain about this, let's oh. complain about that. We got to tell it like it is. It's what we try to do around here. So let's continue doing that. And let's, when we can talk about some things that are working well for this team as they try to improve to four and four Monday night against Tennessee. When we come back, and I got another question for you guys too after the break. Uh-oh. Next. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. 
Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. We want you to use what the pros use. <laughs> Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker 4JB faves, plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks, free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use the code COWBOYS, and they need to throw in a shower caddy. Yeah. Because I've got four faves that I bring with me now Mm -hmm. at the health club, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to carry them. I've got body wash, shampoo, facial cleanser, and beard lube. Did the other old Italian men borrow that stuff from you? They better not. They better not. Mickey was was like, and the pitch. Kind of, kind of hit another boat as you backed out of the harbor there. Like a, we want to use. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. It's good. And, and the, they're off. Up. Yeah. You get caught for a balk. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys was balking. I don't know how they get away with it during the World Series. A pitcher. Mm. He kept moving his not the foot that's on the rubber. He kept tapping the foot, his front foot. That's at uh, Chris and Sale, isn't it? No, it wasn't sale. sale. It was one of the tap, 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 one of the relievers with glasses on, oh. and I was like, "How Kit do they? Colby. How do they let him do that?" I thought, you know, when you planted your foot, it was yeah. planted, mm-hmm. but I guess not. A lot of things changed. Make they, the things rules have changed. Yeah, designated hitter, all those things. All those things. Eighteen innings in a yeah. World Series game. Hey, since it's Halloween, I had to ask you: What's the best Halloween costume you've ever had? Gosh. And do you have pictures that we can share? <laughs> no, no pictures. Come on, give me something. To have pictures, you would have to have film, right? And you would have to keep the picture. <laughs> you have iPhones back then? Uh, oh, Polaroid. Yeah, yeah Polaroid. <laughs> Can't go on Facebook back to 1978? You know, I think I, I, think I had some politically incorrect ones. Yeah. Right. Don't share those. Just something funny, when man. They weren't, when they weren't politically incorrect. <laughs> okay. Like dress up as a hobo. <laughs> You used to put cream on your face and then take coffee grounds and just make stop. It, just make it look like you had a, a beard. Beard. Do we have any calls? A beard. You, yeah. mean you didn't have a beard when you were ten. Yeah, no, not <laughs> fifteen maybe, but not ten. Hey, by the way, uh, Cowboys. So, Titans. what was your what was your favorite Cowboys Halloween Titans costume? return home to AT and T Stadium Monday night? Don't miss chance to get the tickets live now on sale on DallasCowboys.com. You went right into that. Yeah. You, you yeah. knew exactly what you were doing, and you went that direction even though you knew what was I about to happen. I didn't know what the answer was going to be, and now I wish I'd never asked the question. Yeah. Better get your question you have on that piece of paper you got. <laughs> Dressed up as a hockey player once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You play hockey, though, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I had I saw the, you. I had equipment. Yeah. you like fake missing teeth and all that? I uh, didn't quite go that far. Okay. Yeah. But I think, you know, when you no, don't see you, right, right. you could darken your teeth and make it look like you had some missing. Well, what was your what was your outfit? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just trying to bring this back on the road. How about that? Brian probably dressed up as a football player. No. I, yeah, I, I played one every week. I dressed up <laughs> and I handed my uniform in. I said, oh, here, don't worry about washing this. It's OK. Now, 
Uh, I think real quick. Okay, yeah. I'll try to be real quick since Halloween. Do it. Did you, Mickey? Did you guys ever have the Halloween costumes where you had the where you put on the suit where you put on like that? You're like a Batman, and you had like, like the, the thing that like would, it went over and you tied it in the back, and then you wear the plastic mask, like it, was, and you couldn't breathe in the plastic and, mask. And it could be an incinerator because yeah, it wasn't flame proof. Yeah, it, no. Do you, you ever have that? <laughs> no, mom? you know my, my mother used to make us stuff. Okay, she would sew that, things that, that, together. Yeah, we used to you go mean buy like the latex mask. No, no, no. Like a I had a Beavis and butthead. Like mask. a plastic, like a yeah. is over your face. Google it, folks. If you like 1970s Halloween costume. Okay, it's like a plastic mask with a small little. Little indention here to breathe, and you sweat, and you sweat it. I mean, you, back. Yeah, yeah, you you run in from house to house, and you like you get to the house, and you'd fall out because you couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah, because the mask. It was like in the seventies; they didn't care about your health. And then when you, you run, got... you'd run to the run to the house, you're like, oh, I'd have to take a knee halfway because I couldn't breathe. And then when you got to the eighties, they made those masks, that, the rubber masks, the rubber ones yeah. that pulled over and those your were worse. head. I yeah, those. yeah, that was worse. Those, yeah, those but the, weren't but exactly. Just uh, Google 1970s Halloween mask. It just fit right over your face, and it had an elastic cord that like kept it in place on your head. God, I'm I, I'm guessing in light of what goes on these days, I I'm I, I'm surprised they haven't like banned masks. Yeah, let me no. see who you are. Yeah, yeah. There's, fair fair point. Fair point. We had a we had a party. They used to have a Halloween party here for the Cowboys back in the day. They yeah, used to we do, did. They did it back at the over at the old uh, Corral. Yeah, at the Corral stadium, at Texas the stadium. Oh, and that's we, right. And we had to stop it. <laughs> we had to stop the parties. We couldn't do it anymore. They said, "No, nah, no more, no more parties." They were out of hand. One time, remember the group that showed up? There was four guys that showed up like like Kiss. They they were pan- I mean, they it was like Kiss. They the, the the rock group. They looked exactly like the band Kiss. And nobody figured out who they're. Yeah, here we go. Kent's doing a great job. Kent, those are the masks. Yeah, you put those on your face. You talk about sweat factor. Those don't look comfortable. No, they're not. And they're held. They're held with a like an elastic band. It's a terrible thing to have. But anyway, we had this party, and and these guys showed up like Kiss. They won, and I don't think they even worked for us. (laughs) I think they just showed up to the party. They crashed the party. party. Yeah, everybody was like, "My gosh, look at they look like Kiss." Halloween it's Paul crashers. Stanley, it's, it's you know, Ace Freely, it's Simmons. Look at him. And they're like, who are these guys? And nobody knew who they were. <laughs> they were just like, hey. They, yeah. got the, yeah, they, got, they drank all the beer and ate all the food and, and, and took, a, took the home the awards. They probably didn't work there. If they I, never took the mask yeah, off. Yeah, there you go, Kent. Once again, Kent, Kent's showing stuff. So you're watching us on... On the uh, on Look the app, how small the breathing hole. Is. Yeah, there you go. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just that re- one little spot yeah, right you, there. You, you, you go trick or treat. You, know, you say that through the hole, but you can't breathe. They were trying to kill us. They were. <laughs> they were. No seat belts in the car. No seat belts. Forget no, it. No, yeah. no baby yeah. car seat. Yeah. Have a smoke. <laughs> you go Just to have a smoke. You go to the park and they got these spinning things <laughs> that you can flip off of because they spun so fast. Go faster. Go faster. Yeah. Ah! Monkey bars. <laughs> They were trying to kill us. I'm, hey, I'm glad you're still here, though. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we survived here. the it's, '70s, yeah. '60s, and '70s, and the '50s. In the '50s, yeah. Whoa. I wasn't around for the '50s. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. I was close. He's got us beat there. All right. Uh, I just kind of went once nah, again. We're back. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we're it's trying okay. to get it back it's, to the harbor. America's Cup. Letting, <laughs> us, letting us play hockey in the streets when the when yeah, the cars, uh, come. cars come through, yeah. and then we grab onto the rear bumper and they pull us along. You were an animal back then, weren't you? Yeah. I, don't, I, I wasn't as bad as most of them were. Uh, all right, uh, Chicago kids, Chicago Heights. Yeah, that's right. Mean streets.
All right. A uh, couple questions before we get out of here. <laughs> David in L.A. had one. Yeah. About Tennessee. Yeah, I'm, I'll do my best here. Looking at the Titans, what what Anybody else seen Tennessee? Mickey, you sat down and watched Tennessee a little bit? I haven't, but I looked at their depth chart. Okay. Well, I watched a little yeah, bit yesterday. You, yeah. And the thing that stood out to me, and I think you might have touched on this yesterday, yeah. a 55-yard touchdown pass allowed and a 75-yard touchdown pass allowed. And maybe that's credit to Phillip Rivers for getting them in the right situation yep. for L.A. But, uh, all right, you, you, you traded for a guy who can get up the field and make plays. So Absolutely. Is, is there an opportunity for there, Amari Cooper? There, there is an a- opportunity, and that's for Amari Cooper. It's also an opportunity for, uh, for Michael Gallup. And, you know, this is a secondary that's had their struggles. And I'm writing about today, or actually for tomorrow for the matchups. Uh, you know, they've gone over a couple different nickel corners. I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about Cole Beasley being good in this football game, either going against a Dory Jackson or then also having to go against uh, Logan Ryan. And I, I feel like, though, that they'll probably play with Logan Ryan because a Dory Jackson had problems in the last game against – the Chargers. Keenan Allen wore him out in that game. So they didn't they turn around, they put Logan Ryan. So I think they could probably go with Logan Ryan in this game. So keep an eye on that matchup out of the slot. Cole Beasley, how they play that, because I think he can make some plays uh, like he did uh, you know, in that Jacksonville game and late and what we saw late in the Washington football game as well. So uh, it's a front. They don't have the great pass rush. Uh, they have a pass rusher, Derek Morgan. Uh, just been okay. Harold Landry was a second-round pick that they had last year or in this past draft. Uh, he's starting to come on a little bit. Their linebackers are not bad, though. I, I do I do like what they've done at linebacker. I, I think that you know when you look at uh, there's uh, uh, Jay and Brown is a, is a guy, and then Rasheed Evans is who they drafted in the first round. Those two guys I think are pretty good players for them. Uh, you have to worry about their defensive line in this regard. I think you have to worry about Jerrell Casey. Uh, number 99, he's a defensive tackle. They'll move him around all over the place. Uh, he's going to be a difficult guy to block. You could kind of see him today. I'm gonna write, I wrote about uh, the weapons and the nemesis and that guy's. Hope you check it out. Kind of a little idea of what you're going to get with Jerrell Casey. But he is a really, really good football player. He's probably their best defensive player, I think. Uh, uh, Kevin Bayard is, I think, is a, is a really good player as a safety. Everybody's familiar with Malcolm Butler, who mm-hmm. was, you know, was uh, the corner at New England who made that play in the Super Bowl, but he's had his struggles. So it's a defense. I feel like they can move the ball on, though. Just have to be able to block Casey. That's going to be really, really important in this one. He must be pretty good if he starts in front of Benny Logan. Yeah, Benny Logan is not the Benny Logan that we knew in Philly. It's well, been a few or, years. Or at LSU. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But no, they, they, they've. It, this is not as good as a defense as they've played the last couple of weeks. I mean, statistically, they're they're very good. They they're right up there with the Cowboys in terms of points allowed. Yeah. They're 18.1 per game, right behind Dallas. Yeah, I think they played some offensively challenged teams as well. But I've watched people move the ball on these guys. I mean, I've gone back. I've watched Philly move the ball on them a little bit. I've watched uh, Baltimore was able to do some good things against them, you know, moving the football. I think that it's going to be – it's one of those – it's going to come down to, again, their ability to block Casey and to make some plays in the secondary. I really think that, that that with the addition of what you have with Cooper, they've got a chance to make some plays here. I really do believe that. All right. Good stuff. Mick, I got a question for you. Yeah, last question didn't go over so well. I hope this one's better. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we're on the air tomorrow. But uh, looking at positives, okay? We've talked about the offensive line. Needs to improve. Yeah. Uh, what makes you feel good about this team? You too, Brian. Okay. Going in the final stretch here. Well, I think – 
I mean, the obvious one is the defense. Right. I think this defense has given you an opportunity to win almost every game. Uh, the Seattle game with a couple um, assignment breakdowns kind of got away, but it was still only 24 points. So uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, their ability to rotate guys, uh, we'll see if Randy Gregory gets back uh, to be able to be available uh, to play this week. But uh, you get David Irving out there. I, I, I just think that defensive front's been pretty darn good. The linebackers have been really good. And I think the secondary has come on. So if they continue to play defense at this level, uh, then they give this team a chance to win every game going forward. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mickey on this. I, and you don't need a former scout to tell you this. And he's, he's absolutely right. They will, they will be able, I believe they will be able to cover the Tennessee you know receivers in this game. Do you recognize I, I, any of those guys? Yeah, Sharp's not a bad player for them. Davis was a guy they picked. Corey Davis was a guy they picked pretty if, as a first round guy, very high, and he just hasn't had the production, the numbers that they they were uh, talking about. But yeah, it's a group of of guys of kind of who's who, not who's who of who are these guys kind of a thing. I I I, I think that the defense, I think the defense is really the the, the key the key thing to hang your hat on here, and and it's and it's going to be that. Way. They're going to have. I think they're going to have another good game this week. I think they're going to be able to hold Tennessee in check. It's going to be up to the offense to make some things happen there. So I, I, that's what I'm kind of hopeful for. I'm hopeful that the offense can find its traction uh, running the football. I think they're going to have to for these next, not only this game, but for the other games, for that game in Philly, for the game in Atlanta. You know, they're going to have to find a way to be better balanced running the football and throwing the ball. And I, I, I think that's something. They've got to get to that Billy once again to just go out there and, and, and create holes for Ezekiel. They're going to need him in these games now. You know, we're going to have a lot of games coming really fast and furious here. And so you've got to be ready for every one of them. But defensively, I, I think they need some help. They got to get some help from this offense. I agree, and and maybe Cooper's presence helps Zeke as as well as Dak, as yeah. well as the line. And I wrote in my three and out column on the website if you want to check it out, as well as Brian and Mickey's stuff. Um, I, I wrote about this defense and how you got to look at the defense in terms of why they made this trade too. Yeah, because here's a stat I looked up: since they went to 16 game schedule in 1978, there's been 10 times that the Cowboys are on a pace for allowing this average of 17 and a half points a game. Ten times they've done it in the, since it's been a 16-game schedule. They made the playoffs every time. Yeah. They've made at least the NFC title game five times when they've done it. I mean, it's this is a defense that's, again, they're going to be challenged, like you say. They are going to be challenged. But at the pace they're on, why wouldn't you go out and try to do something to help your offense? No, because you, uh, yeah. you, you've got one side of the ball that's playing playoff football, and maybe deep run playoff football I just right wish now. they could find that whatever they were able to do with those first eight games of last season. And, I, and, and Mickey's brought that up a bunch. That's been a rallying cry for him, and he's absolutely right about that. That's a 26, 27, 28-point-a-game team. You get a defense that's playing. Even if the defense starts to give up 21 points a game, you know, you're, still winning, you're still winning football games. You know, you, you've got to find a way to help this defense. They're the one thing that – they're the strength of your team right now. But the offense, with, with what they've just made, the addition that they made, and then potentially the switch at the offensive line coach – We'll see if that's the, the thing that puts him over the top. We'll find out. Let's go Mark Colombo. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Cowboys back to practice on Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm, cut into our college football weekend, but that's okay. Oh, the big game doesn't start till 7 o'clock. Brian's big game. 
There are a lot of big games. Mich- big- Michigan and Penn State will be a good game, too. Yeah. By the way. Is that a night game, too? Uh, no, 3.30. Might be home by then. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll be home tomorrow in studio for another edition. Bill will be back. Thanks to Kim for producing. Thank you guys for joining us. See you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?